Now, shout to the Bevel Shave System. The first and only end-to-end shaving system designed for a consistently smooth, irritation-free shave. 100% of subjects noticed that their skin felt softer and smoother. Now, I'm not going to lie. When I go on the road, I take my shave system and it makes sure I'm good money when I don't see the barber, right? Now, Bevel is a good look. Level up on your grooming routine with the Bevel Shave System, right? Dermatologists recommend clinically tested to help reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Check out the Be- check out the Bevel Shave System. What up, y'all? It's DJ Envy. And I am Gia Casey. And this is another edition of the Casey Crew. Welcome. Yes. Hello, 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 beautiful people. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Before we get started, I want to shout to everybody who already got their ticket for the Casey Crew Island Oasis. Shout out to you guys. We are going to have so much fun. Right. Now, if you don't know about it, let, let me explain briefly. All right. Now, all I need you to do first is go to the CaseyCrewRetreat.com. So what Guy and I are doing, uh, instead of just doing a podcast where, where it's live and it's whether it's in New York or Atlanta or Miami, we've been talking about this for the longest time. Mm-hmm. We wanted to create something that people can come to uh, experience, not just a podcast, but have fun with it as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it's going to be so much more than a podcast. Right. We're talking parties. We're talking uh, events. We're talking, we're going to go out on a boat. There's so many different things. So we want you guys, please, 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 if you haven't got your ticket or if you haven't looked at it yet, hit up the KCCrewRetreat.com and see everything that's happening. Now, this is going to happen April 30th to uh, Monday, May 4th. And we're just going to enjoy. It's just around, and Mother's Day is just around the corner on that date. So we're going to be celebrating Mother's Day. There's going to be so many different things. I'm going to bring my um, my real estate crew out there with me. So we're going to talk real estate. So if you want to get into real estate or you just, sometimes you're like, well, I just want to see. Well, we're going to do a, a, a seminar out there on real estate. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a, a dance session where they're going to be teaching women and guys too, if you want to learn how to dance. <laughs> They're going to be teaching how to Jamaican dance and how wine. Ja- hold on. How to Jamaican dance? And wine, I should say. Clearly, you need to attend that class so you can learn how to Jamaican dance. Wine, all right? Wine. <laughs> it's going to be whining. Uh, they have all types of stuff. There's going to be uh-huh. a horseback riding experience. There's a doom buggy experience. Uh, all types of oh, parties. Wait, wait, wait. We just added horseback riding and dune buggy? Yeah, they always had that. They always had horseback. How come and... I didn't know about that? Well, it's there. We got... Did you check the website? That's on an excursion list. Okay, well, in our meetings, we didn't talk about horseback riding and dune buggy. Well, the resort now, has horseback riding and dune okay, buggy, I should say. Okay, is that included? That is not included. I should say the resort has that. Okay. But okay. these are some See, of the things you can do. That would be very, very clear because my people have to budget okay. for this. All right, so parties are included. The catamaran cruise included. The wine, wine, wine up your waistline, Jamaican dance included. <laughs> Uh, all types of carnival parties, uh, Jamaican food. There's a street party. Pool party. Mm-hmm. All that is included. The seminars included. Uh, it's going to be a lot Our of fun. podcast is included. Yes. Beach, Olympic, speed date, dating, games, fish that, fries. Yes. All that included. Oh, wait, so speed dating, dating all game, that. battle of the sexes. Beach Olympics, all that's included. Anything that we put on is included. Exactly. So the horseback riding and the dune buggy... I, I think we're probably going to, I want to do that. I don't know if you want to do yeah, that. I, I love horseback riding. Me and too. I love dune buggy experiences. Okay. So we're going to do that. Absolutely. But those are extra. Um, but anything that we're putting on is included. And just remember, it is an all inclusive resort. Right. So for the most part, you can leave your wallets at home because food, 
alcohol and all of our private events are included. Oh, and by the way, a lot of people have either left comments or DM'd me asking me if they are in Jamaica, can they buy an events package? In other words, if they live out there or if they're already vacationing out there, can they buy a package to attend the events? The answer is no. Oh, okay. (laughs) You cannot purchase an events package unless you are coming on this trip solely for our experience. Correct. There you have it. So like I said, you know, this is the reason we wanted to do something different than just a live podcast. And I know so many people said, when's the next live podcast? This is it. So we want to do something (laughs) special and do something Uh fun, not just your typical things. Uh, We tried to make it as inexpensive as possible so it's affordable. Listen, the rates are good, people. Yes, they are. The rates are very, very good. And I've gotten a lot of DMs with, you know, people pretty much saying thank you for keeping it affordable. Because as far as vacations go... This is very, very affordable. So if you need to get your coins together to make it out there, please do. We're going to have a great time. Rashawn and I always have a wonderful time on our trips, and we just want to invite you guys to come and hang with us. Right. Now, um, let's get the podcast started. Before we actually get the podcast started, I want to say that I'm, I'm having a little problem. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm being picked on and bullied in certain situations. Here we go. Okay. Now that you made it all dramatic, what are you, what are you trying to get at? I'm serious. Like, okay. like you're saying dramatic. Like, that's why, like, if I want to, I, I want to feel like I want to talk to you. And, and, <laughs> and even if I'm insecure with something, you should be able to be like, well, what's the matter? What's your matter, pookie pook pook? Who hurt your feelings? Brooklyn. <laughs> Brooklyn is a bully. I believe it. I believe she's not what only bullying Moo, oh, me, she's bullying Jackson too. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what did she do to you that she's probably already did to Jackson? All right. Well, let me just tell you about this kid named Brooklyn that we have, right? Uh-huh. Brooklyn is, and I'm sure a lot of you who have kids out there know that there's one kid that just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and for us, that kid is Brooklyn. My little sweetie. Yes. So let me tell you. So every time, you know, kids argue, they fight, they go through it all the time. And mm-hmm. usually... When we pull two kids into the room and ask what happens, when one is talking, the other one cuts them off crazy all the time. They, they talk over each other. That's not true. They're lying. She hit me first. Let me tell you how much of a she G Brooklyn is. The other day, Jackson came up here crying. <laughs> right? Came up here crying. Now, mind you, Jackson is five. Brooklyn is three. Just turned three. Mm-hmm. So he comes up here crying. So we, so we call Brooklyn up here. Brooklyn, come here. So Brooklyn comes up here. Brooklyn gets on the bed and sits, right? Now, Jackson. No, no, no. She didn't even sit. You were laying down on the bed. I was kind of laying down on the bed. Your legs were stretched kind of diagonally across the bed. Mm -hmm. She kind of like lamped on your legs. Like she kind of like leaned over, propped herself up with her elbow and looked at Jackson like, all right, go ahead and tell him, Telltale. Tell him, Snitch. Tell him, Snitch. Snitch. Snitch, tell him. I got something for you after this. I'm going to let you get one off. Go ahead. So now Jackson is, is saying, she, 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 do you remember what it was? The cheating? That she was cheating during the turtle game. The turtle game, right. No, 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 the, no frog the frog game. game. The frog, the frog game. game. The frog game. So I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. In the frog game, she's she's losing. I'm winning. But she says she's winning. Well, she's well, not... it's because I guess they were acting like frogs. Correct. And they had to jump, I guess, to the finish line. Correct. He said that he was following the rules and he was single jumping. Right. And Brooklyn was double jumping. Right. And because of that, she won. Right. And he was very 
<laughs> upset about it. Now, let me tell you how dumb parents we are. We was like, so what kind of jump were you doing? And he jumped. But like, what was Brooklyn doing? And she, he jumped twice. I'd be like, I don't get it. Show me again. So for 15 minutes straight, he was jumping, showing us what the jump was, right? And this whole 15 minutes, Brooklyn's looking at him like, all right, snitch. All right, I got something for you later on. And she didn't interrupt him once. She said nothing. Right? And then we asked her, Brooklyn, what happened? You remember what she said? No. She was like, I jump because I jump and I win. He's just mad that I win. You remember that? <laughs> yes, he said, no, he's just mad that I win. He's just mad that I win. <laughs> I was like, wow. He said, she said, Daddy, why don't you take him in his room and teach him how to jump <laughs> the right way? Then maybe he can win. I said, this little girl got some nerve on her. Yes. So then we was like, all right, well, apologize and, and give each other a kiss. She said, I did already. I said, no, you didn't. She goes, I did downstairs. Downstairs. I don't do again. I said, whoa. <laughs> I said, I baller. I get the fuck out of my room then. Oh, God. And he confirmed that she did apologize, but he was still hurt. And then he came in yesterday talking about she kicked him. Well, yeah. Well, this is this is this is this this is the story. And every week Wait, you I, were there. No, no, no. I'm gonna tell you what happened when when they call. So every week Brooklyn does something. So we're gonna have the Brooklyn Chronicles. I swear to God, this this kid is crazy. So my parents call me. Uh huh. And they're like, "Hey, what's going on at your house?" And I'm like, well, what do you mean? I don't know where I was coming from. Hmm, I don't remember where I was coming from. I was, I was like, what do you mean? He was like, uh, Brooklyn called, and all she said was, my dad said I'm not mean. <laughs> and it was like, well, what the hell's going on? I said, I don't know. So when I get home, I see Brooklyn. Brooklyn comes and jumps in my arms. I'm like, Brooklyn, what's going on? Mm-hmm. She was like, nothing. I said, you're not mean? She was like, no, I'm not mean. <laughs> I said, well, what did you do? Nothing. I did not kick Jackson. <laughs> I said, so I didn't oh, say you oh, kicked oh, wait, Jackson. Wait, 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 wait. I know why. I know why she called your parents. Okay, well, first explain how she's able to call your parents. I don't know how she calls the parents. Oh, you don't know she how? She FaceTimes them, right? On the laptop. On the laptop, yeah. So what is that? I don't know. You must have it's said FaceTime. something It's up. FaceTime. Well, what they can do on the, on the, on the um, iPad is they could say- No, isn't it the laptop? No, it's the, it's the iPad. London calls me on her laptop. Oh, she calls on, she calls on everything. But all they have to do is say, call grandma. Okay. And, it, and it calls grandma right, immediately. Right, right. Okay. Now my kids, they, they're crazy with it. Like, you know, Brooklyn can't type things out, but she says it. She'll press Siri. <laughs> hey, Siri, look up YouTube fun bubbles and fun bubbles pop up. This, right. this crazy mm-hmm. thing. So when I get home, she says, I did not kick Jackson. I was wait, like, wait, the reason I didn't, why I didn't is Jackson. because they came in the room. Uh-huh. Well, no, not they. Jackson came in the room. I told Jackson to tell Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> to stop being mean. I said, actually, tell her that daddy said, because they take it a lot more seriously when you're mad. Right. That daddy said that if she kicks you again, she's going to get pow pow. Oh. So he's like, okay, I'm going to tell her to stop being mean. And if she kicks me again, that daddy's going to give her pow pow. Oh. I said, yes. So that's the reason oh. for that. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. All I know was... I'm not being mean. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't see you was mean. So she called mama and papa to yes. tell them that you said that she's not being mean. Correct. Okay. So she gave a comment that was anti your comment. There you go. Okay. Go ahead. So she lied. She, she, yeah, she, well, she might. Yeah. She lied. Well, I didn't say she was being mean, so she didn't lie. Well, as far as she, so I lied. You lied. Because I said. You lied. So anyway, so we get back and she goes, I did not kick Jackson. I said, I didn't say you kicked Jackson. She's like, I didn't kick Jackson. And she said it like 19 times. Mm-hmm. I did not kick. I said, so I thought she kicked Jackson. I was like, if you kick Jackson, tell me you kick Jackson. She says, I did not kick Jackson. Mm-hmm. I said, if you kick Jackson, you won't get in trouble. 
Now, I didn't kick Jackson, so we come upstairs. And then she tells me that I fake kick Jackson. She said, I fake kick. I said, what the fuck is fake kick Jackson? <laughs> I acted like I was going to kick him, but then I didn't actually kick him. I faked it. I fake kissed kick Jackson. I fake kicked him. So, so, I, so Gia and I was talking, it was like, you know what? Jackson might just want to, just one good time, just triple one good time. No, I was like, he should... <laughs> I mean, what I really said, I was like, he needs to knock her out one good time so that she learns her lesson and stop messing with him. And what did I tell you? <laughs> you told her what you I said she would fuck him up, me up, London up, and then Logan up. Mess with that little baby. That little three-year-old is strong he as hell. Wouldn't, he wouldn't, he, you said he wouldn't be able to get that one off if he tried. He wouldn't have a chance. He'd be crying like, I tried to to protect myself and he put she put a wedgie over his forehead and all that Mm-mm-mm. yes oh my goodness but that was that so now um i want to talk about uh real housewives of atlanta you want to talk about real housewives of atlanta i mean i don't watch it but you were watching it and i'm stuck in the room with you while you're watching it so i just happened to browse a little bit okay all, all right. right so um so you I was, got a little, a little, a little bit, a little okay. bit. Okay. So I was talk, I was seeing Kenya talk about her relationship and and the fact that Kenya Moore, Kenya Moore. Yeah. There's how many Kenyas on it? Well, it's her. I'm just saying. There's only one. Kenya. Okay. But and they would wait, talk. Hold on. That's Logan. That? That's, That's Logan. Logan. Yeah. And oh, she was talking on, about. Just got home from school. Hey, Log. Hey, Boo. We're doing a podcast. Come here. Let me get your. Let me get your opinion. Let me see what you're gonna say. Let me see. All right. All right. So we were talking about Real Housewives. Wait, hold on. Hold on. How was school? Okay. Good. And I don't know how you're able to text me all day during school. What? Yes, yeah, a computer. He does on a computer. You should be doing work. Come well, on, come I, on, I usually do respond, but yeah, it was a little long winded. Go ahead. So, Real Housewives of Atlanta. You know what that is? Oh, I thought you were going to ask him about Brooklyn. No, Kenya. You know who Kenya Moore is? Of course he doesn't. Kenya Moore just had a baby, right? And she's mad because she wants to get intimate with her boo, but her You've boo doesn't want to get intimate with her because she just had a baby. What, she, what do you think? She just had a baby. She should wait like two months. Oh, why that's two months? pretty good. It's actually six weeks. Good job, Logan. Huh? Why? 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 Why wait? <laughs> you know exactly why you should wait. Why? You know why you should wait? Why should you wait? Tell me why. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get a kiss when you come home? He said not anymore. I didn't ask you the question. All right, close my door. Close the door. Close, close the door. door. <laughs> Yo, what is wrong with you? I don't know. I just like to put him on the spot to see what he's going to say. But he was good with the timing, He almost though. got it. Yeah, you he see how red he was? weeks. He got so red. It was red. got red. His little brown face got nice and red. But she, but she was like, you know, she was upset because she said that, you know, her boyfriend or fiance, I don't know what he was, uh, didn't want to have sex with her. They couldn't be intimate. And well, what she said exactly was that because it's a long distance relationship. Right. I believe that he's from up north. I think it's Brooklyn. I think uh-huh. he has restaurants or a restaurant in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. And she clearly lives in Atlanta. They got married. They have a baby. And apparently he's totally in love with the baby. Uh-huh. And when they're in bed together, which is rarely because he might come up but so often. So when they are in bed together, she said that he wants the baby in the bed 100% of the time. Correct. He wants to sleep with the baby. He wants to bond with the baby. So the baby can never go in the crib or the bassinet. Mm -hmm. She is always in between them, which prevents them from being intimate. Correct. 
But, I, you know, what I was saying and what I was thinking, you know, a lot of men don't like to have sex with their woman while they're pregnant. Um, I haven't really heard that. Yeah, that, that, that a lot that of men sounds feel like, like a that. mythical tale. No, a lot of men feel like one, they don't want to hurt the baby. That's just a thing that men think. They don't want to dent the baby's skull. They want to dent the baby's skull or the baby's ass, depending on which way the baby's laying. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they don't want to um hurt the mother, you know, with the baby because a lot of people say it's uncomfortable. And a lot of men I always hear they are scorned. I don't want to say scorned. I guess that is or drama tra- traumatized. And <laughs> they're going to dramatize. Dramatize. <laughs> yeah, well, traumatize. Traumatize yeah. when they see the baby actually come out of the vagina. My mother always told me that. What? My mother told me that when I was um, pregnant with Madison that if you had to be in the room, right. that you should stay up top with me. That you shouldn't actually watch the baby be born. Right. And I mean, I knew what she was getting at. But when I asked why, she said that he'll never be able to look at your body the same way again. Like it and pretty much like what you said, it mm-hmm. scorns them like you'll never be able to get that image out of your mind. Right. And obviously it's a sexual organ. So as a woman, she implied I should want for you to view me a certain way. And um, I think she thought that that would just be too much for you, know, for you to see. But a lot of guys, and I, I've, hear, I've heard guys talk about it before, that they feel like after seeing a seven-pound watermelon come out your vagina, Mm-hmm. that they feel like their penis can't do anything. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> What's funny? Um, it snaps back the way that it was before. I, I mean, I, I mean, understand come that. On. I mean, I like having sex with you while you're pregnant. I like it's. I love it. It's juicy. It's wetter. It's, is it really? It is. I think you make that up. It's not. Come on. It's not. Come on. It's not. No, it's not. Okay. I'm telling you some good stuff. Come on. I think if... Either, maybe, maybe you're making that maybe up. Maybe the baby or, inside of you is peeing or something, but it's definitely. No, no. either it's you're the truth. making that up or you've psyched yourself into believing that. I'm no more wet or no more juicy. How would you know? Because well, I can feel my own body. I, can, I know what's going on can, just as well as you know what's going on. I can see the on. wetness all over me. It comes down my leg like and drip, strips, okay, drip. Okay, we don't have to get into all drip. of that, but it, listen. Extra drip. It, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. And when you eat it, it's, it's extra wet. No, it's not. It goes all in my nose. It always the... goes in your nose. You always have to blow your nose when you're done. I think that's weird. Can y'all let me know if that's weird? That's TMI. <laughs> does your man have to blow his nose after he does the do with you? Because mine does. I put my face in I'm it. Like, why why not? But anyway, all... it's not about me. It's not about and me. Why are you so involved? It's not about me. But what, what do you think about? Because a lot of times men, when, when their girlfriend or wife or spouse is, is pregnant, they're a little funny acting when it comes to sex, the intimacy. What What do you think it is and how do you think somebody can change that while if possible? While pregnant or after giving birth? Both. Well, while pregnant, I do know some females that they get to a certain point in the pregnancy where it's either painful or uncomfortable or both right. to have sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never experienced that. Mm-hmm. I've never had painful sex while being pregnant you you always carry small too very small like a lot of times we didn't know you well i, I wouldn't say we but people didn't know you were pregnant until like eight months um there were some pregnancies where i carried very very small mm-hmm. um especially with madison yep um then again with london i was extremely small for both of those pregnancies small through all of them but extremely small um during both of those right um 
So my stomach, I never really felt as though it got in my way and mm-hmm. I never had any internal discomfort right. during sex. So when you said that some men don't want to have sex with their woman while she's pregnant, mm-hmm. um, the reason I called it a mythical tale, I don't necessarily think that it's because they don't want to have sex. I think that it's more so because they don't want to cause pain mm-hmm. to their woman. Right. Um, let me ask you this. Yes. You viewing the birth of each of our children did it scorn you? Like you said that some men feel as though it does. Did it make you look at the vagina differently? Did it make you, did it give you a moment mm. of pause? Like, ugh. No, it did scorn me in a way though. Not, <laughs> okay. not sexually, but it scorned me because you realize how much my wife had to go through. Okay. Like it's like, and this is going to sound so stupid. You don't think about, having a baby until you actually have the baby of course stupid dickhead but (laughs) like when the baby comes out Mm -hmm. and then everything comes out Mm -hmm. and you see it and the hair comes out the vagina first and then the head and then it's like it's like an alien because the neck is out and then you're looking and then the vagina is just there it's just a vagina (laughs) just a vagina in the head and then the (laughs) body pops out and then the afterbuff like afterbuff the afterbuff (laughs) then you see all that you'd be like holy shit just for any of you guys that never saw a boomerang it was a boomerang reference. Yeah, that was a boomerang Go reference. Ahead. After Go both. Go but, ahead. Uh, but after you see it, you're like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, all that shit was inside of her? Mm-hmm. And then, and then you know. And then she had to push it out. And then, yeah, then you had to push Go it out. all of that, yeah. And then some, you know, uh, uh, fellas, if you haven't had a baby, sometimes your, your woman poops. Mine didn't. Thank God. I have a girlfriend that I actually have to leave doing this podcast and rush to Mamamides in Brooklyn because she's having my first godchild. Hi, Ingrid. Hi, Cameron. Um, but she's going through that right now. What part of it? All of it. Oh, I thought you were saying the pooping part, because I just said the pooping well, part. Well, she, um, I told her, because, you know, um, when her doctor told her that she had to head to the hospital because she's getting induced, I said, you should have a really good hearty meal, because once you get to a certain point, when you're at the hospital, you're not going to be able to eat anymore. Right. Um, and you're going to be starving. And the only thing that they're going to allow you to put in your mouth ice is chips. ice chips. Right. I said, so you really should eat. Oh, just remind me to what the ooh is. Just say ooh, and then I'll remember. Okay. But the only <laughs> gamble that you take by eating is that if you don't use the bathroom before you go into hard labor and you get your epidural and all that good stuff... There's a chance that you may poop on the table. Right. And I said a lot of women do it. I've I prayed every time that I went into labor that God prevent that from happening to me. And you don't know till afterwards because if you have an epidural, you don't feel anything from right. the waist down. Right. All you know is that you're concentrating on pushing. Right. And you can push that baby out and push something out as well and have out. no idea. That's right. And I would be utterly mortified. If Rashawn came back up top and was like, you know, you pooped <laughs> while would, you were giving birth. But, but you know what I was You would. You would make fun of me. You would make me feel horrible. You would think it was funny. I and I would be sitting there crying and not Absolutely. being able to look my doctor in the face afterwards. Absolutely. So, but, but you know what I was going to say? The ooh part? The ooh part. I don't get... It, wouldn't, it doesn't bother me. It, it, and it doesn't bother me how I feel about you or how I look at you having a baby. But if the tables were turned, it would bother you. If you were a man and I were a woman... It would bother you. And I'm explaining to you why. You don't deal with nasty shit good. This is true. You don't deal with vomit? No. You see vomit, you throw up. Yes. 
you barely deal with shit if it ain't your shit. Okay. It's the truth. Like, for instance, when we, it was the episode where Madison swallowed the penny and the penny was in the diaper. And oh, we, yeah, no we had way. to go through the the poop poop. We had to go through the shit to find a penny. You left 10 diapers there for me when I t- until I got home. Right. Because you can't do it. Right. Yeah, I cannot deal with poop. So I, I don't, cannot deal with vomit. So I don't think you can see all that, the baby, the blood, if there is poop in the aftermath. <laughs> I don't think you can see all that and still I be a... I definitely could. No, I, get the fuck out of here. Totally There's no different. way. It's, no, to- it's it go- totally babe, different. The, the kids threw up in your car maybe seven years ago. You left to throw up in the car for two days until I, just I got home. I wanted to throw the whole car away, to be honest. Exactly, but that's you. That's you. Yo, <laughs> but the- that's vomit and that's poop. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want to see you poop while giving birth if you know the babe, genders were reversed. But you wouldn't do. You I don't giving think you birth to a baby. You'd be like, you'd be like, I can. If never- I'm a man and you're my wife, I would be. You would, would be, be like, fine. you'd be like, I can never stick my dick in that vagina again. I, you know what? Just give me head for the rest of my life. <laughs> no, I'm, I I'm gonna tell you the truth because no, when the babies, all right, so now our babies, if if you listen, you know we have five. Our babies have a, a bad thing where they get sick and they're about to throw up. Instead of going into the bathroom, they go they in our bed. straight to mommy. I don't know what it is. And it's always on mom's side, so thank God. But they uh, never run to the bathroom. Even if the kids get sick and they got to throw up, instead of saying, hey, you got to throw up, go into the bathroom. No, they come right to mommy's they bed. Come, they get on my bed, mommy, I don't feel bad. Yep. And it's, I don't know how many times we've had to throw mattresses out and replace them. Because a child has vomited. Yes. On my bed. But to that being said, it takes you five hours to clean it because you clean a little bit and you'd be like, I'm gonna throw up, and then you run in the bathroom. And you clean a little bit, <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. And yes. right, that's how you are. Yeah. Me, I have no problem. So then I will you- clean up the throw up with my bare hands. I don't care. Like Yeah, it- well, you're a nasty mother trucker. They're my kids. No, you you just the things that you can tolerate are just beyond. They're me. my kids. No, no, I know, but I can't I cannot they're my children. But vomit is vomit. If I see it, I'm about to hurl. As long as they're family, I don't care. If it's your mom, my mom, my dad, our kids, I don't care. So now with all of that being said, do you understand men maybe looking at women differently after they witness them giving birth? I can understand the first, if you have a first child, it's your first experience to feel a little funny. Mm -hmm. I can understand that feeling because it's new. Mm -hmm. It's new. Myself, I don't get grossed out by anything, so it doesn't right, bother me. Right. But for like for you, you get grossed out by it. I would not, but we can agree to disagree. Okay. Now, moving on from that, I'm just going to put it out there. I don't think that her giving birth and having this baby is the reason why he refrains from being intimate with her. What do you think it is? To be honest, uh-huh. now, listen... We don't know this woman. No. The only thing that we go off of is the show, which I watch. I watch all of the Housewives shows, actually. I like reality TV. I enjoy it. Right. Um, just judging from the tidbits that you get on the show, it could be a whole different situation. Certain things can be for TV. Not that I'm saying that I think that it is, but I'm just putting a few disclaimers out there. Right. So this is more so for the sake of conversation. Uh-huh. And um, for the sake of the fact that there are probably women out there that are going through what we're describing. So this isn't necessarily about Kenya Moore Uh per se. This is just about the situation. Right. And what we take from the situation. Okay. From what I've seen, um, 
he didn't, her boyfriend, excuse me, they're married. Um, her husband didn't make an appearance on the show, an actual appearance on the show until this season. Right. Last season, she was not on the show. From what I understood to be true, which may not be true, but from, you know, blogs and different things that I've heard about mm-hmm. the show, she did not return to the show because she was newly married uh-huh. and didn't want her husband to be on the show because he did not want to be on the show. Yep. And because it wasn't full disclosure of your life on a reality show, I don't know if it was on her accord or if it was on Bravo's accord, but for that reason, she did not come back to the show. Right. So this season is the first time that you're seeing him physically on the show, mm-hmm. in a room, interacting where there are cameras, etc. And he doesn't seem like a nice person. He does not seem like a nice person. Mm-hmm. The way that he talks to her, the way that he deals with her, I do not get the sense of a loving, reciprocal relationship. It's as though he talks down to her. Mm-hmm. He's condescending. I get the vibe, not that there were a thousand scenes or anything, but just from what I've seen, I get the five, the vibe that he's the king in his castle mm-hmm. and it's her job to be subservient to him and his whims. Right. Um, you know, he wanted eggs for breakfast one day and she didn't have eggs and she volunteered to make him pancakes instead. And it was like, oh, woe is me. Like, she's such a horrible housewife, such a horrible wife altogether because what woman doesn't have eggs in her refrigerator? Right. That's the vibe that he gave off. Mm -hmm. She made pancakes. He complained about the pancakes. And what I didn't like to see was Kenya, who is a force to be reckoned with, you Mm -hmm. know? Real Housewives of Atlanta is kind of rooted in nastiness, comebacks, wittiness, right. um, shade, as they call it. Like, they go at each other's necks, I and see, then yeah. they kind of make up later. And some I don't, of First it of all, is, I don't understand it, but go ahead. Some of it is real. Some of it's in jest. But it's really, you know, who has the better snapback. And right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. And she's pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's pretty good at it. Um, she goes toe to toe with all of the other women and they're all pretty good at it. But when it came to her and her man, there was none of that. Right. Like that Kenya was lost. Right. So it could be one of two things. Maybe the nastiness and the snapping back and the shade is more of her tapping into like her acting and doing what it takes to make the show entertaining. Mm -hmm. And then when you see her with her man, it's more the real her because there are real things at stake when it comes to how you deal with your man. Or, you know, the snappy Kenya really is her and she's genuinely more subservient to her man. And I don't want to say scared, but let's use the word worried about what would happen or how he would react if she showed him the same formability that she shows the other women, women on the show. Right. Um, Because yeah, she's not a formidable component um, opponent. I mean, when it comes to 
her dealings with her husband. It's like he it seems as though he says, you know, how it's going to go or what it's going to be uh-huh. or, you know, kind of lays into her and she just sits there and takes it. And that's a little bit, I don't want to say difficult to watch, but at the very least, it's interesting, you know, as a viewer who is familiar with her character right. um, on I, the show. I just don't, I don't understand the show, you know? What do you mean? These women come on the show to talk and disrespect each other, right? They don't come on the show to talk. But that's like the undercurrent. The show that I watched that, with you last listen, night, that's, that's all the, they said. Listen, that's the undercurrent of the show, and that's what makes it entertaining for most viewers. I mean, I didn't see what, what besides Candy having her, her, her zillion and one businesses, shout to Candy, whether it's the restaurant or her candy, uh, dildos and candy stuff like that sex toys sex toys mm-hmm. she has restaurants she has sex restaurant, toys sex toys she, she goes had, on tour um, she does a, a lot a show that went on tour like a um like a like a musical that had gone on tour right. she's always finding different ways to create candy gets for busy herself. she gets to the bag yeah but everybody else it just seems like they just go in there to diss each other like hey who are you well you're uh two seconds away from being broke hey well you are Ugly neck. Well, you are <laughs> weave neck. head. Well, you like it. Just seems like insults after insults after insults. Like I don't understand what's on the show. Like what do you see on the show that's positive? I mean, that's one layer of the show. I mean, they all almost all of them are having babies this season. Like Portia has a new baby. Uh huh. Um, Candy is having a new baby via surrogate. surrogate. Yep, seen it. Kenya just had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, Eva is pregnant and right. about to have a baby. Okay. So this is like baby season. So that's something that's very interesting for okay. a lot of women to watch. And they all have their own business ventures. Either it's something that's been tried and true that they've been doing that's successful or they're delving into other ways of creating businesses for themselves, which can also in a way be uplifting for women who are watching or make it, you know, show you that there are ways that you can get out there and get it. Right. Even if you are a certain age, even if you you know, might've sewn everything up and thought that, you know, there's nothing else that you can do. You can always go out there and, you know, make moves. Okay. So, I mean, it's inspiring in, in some ways and then there's nastiness, you yeah. know, and whatnot. But anyway, my point is, I, ju- I think that there, and this is just my opinion from watching, I think that there's something missing mm-hmm. there. You don't see, I don't see an equality there. Okay. I don't see an equality there. Um, I think that you told me the other day, are they separated present day? I don't know. Oh, I thought you said something about it. No, I don't know. Yeah, but watching it, it it makes me concerned for where the relationship goes moving forward. Because if it's so early on in the relationship and this is how you start it, it's kind of hard to break precedents right. once they're already established. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't seem like the type of relationship where she can speak up and put her foot down and just be like, yeah, so you're not going to talk to me that way. Um, and the reason I think is because Kenya is 47. Uh Uh-huh. She waited till she was 47 to have a baby. God Mm -hmm. bless her. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how old he is, but she's married. Her husband is good looking. She has a baby mm-hmm. and she's back on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, things are good right now. And it's what she's always wanted. She's always wanted to get married. She's always wanted to have a baby. And she finally got it. And now I don't think that she wants to rock the boat. Mm. And I think that's a situation that a lot of women are in. And I know a few personally that 
you know, you get to a certain place in your life, you get to a certain age, you've had all these dreams, all these things that you've wanted, mm-hmm. and you might be with somebody that gives you 25% of it. And you don't want to walk away. You right. don't want to leave. You don't want to rock the boat because at the end of the day, you don't want to be alone. And I've heard people that I've known say, you know, I don't want to get out of this situation, which isn't great. And then turn around and get into a worse situation. Right. So I rather have this than be alone. Right. And I don't want to say that Kenya feels as though this is her last hurrah because it certainly isn't. She's beautiful. And she's talented in many different ways. Um, But I think that that might be how she feels. Right. I think she may feel like, you know, so what? I'm going to divorce him and then move on and, you know, potentially get remarried when I'm 55. Right. You know, and if you let any of my friends tell it, guys out there right now ain't ish. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. And I'm not saying that you aren't, but that's kind of like the recurring sentiment out there in the streets that, you know, girls cannot seem to find a good guy. Right. And I think there are so many good girls out there. I know a lot of them, but it seems as, as though there aren't that many good guys. So I think that that might be her fear. Uh-huh. And I think that that's why she stays in that relationship out of fear of not being able to find something else if she moves on from it. What do you think? Um... I don't know their relationship like you do, of course, because you. I mean, I don't the show. know their relationship. Like I said, I but get I just, like maybe. But I just think seven a, minutes once a week. I just think an option could be the fact that he looks at her differently and and feels a way when they have sex. That's that's how I I look at it, and that could possibly be it. I don't, I don't know. think that. I think it's the relationship, and I think that there's something wrong there that we're not seeing as viewers. Hmm. But what would you do if you were in her situation? How about that? You have a man that when. He's with you. The mm-hmm. last thing that he's interested in is being intimate with you. I mean, I have, we'd have to well, have the conversation of, of why. I mean, it's just a conversation of why. Maybe it is, like I said, maybe it's the fact that he didn't want to touch her while she was pregnant. You know, maybe it's the fact that, you know, he's seen the seven pound basketball come out of her vagina. Okay, let's say it's not that. I don't know. You know, they have a baby. What do you she wants do to be if married. you're her? They have to have a conversation to see and get to the bottom of it. I mean, I can't say what I would Let's do without knowing. Let's just say knowing. he's not as attracted to her as he was at one point. I don't know. I'm not in that situation. I don't. I know. I'm I asking you if I, you were in that situation, I, what I, do you do? I, I honestly, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Because I know what I would females do. that are in situations like this, and what, what and do it has they do? nothing to do with a baby. But you're in a relationship with a guy, and you lay down in bed with him, and it's like kiss on the cheek. All right, good night. And he turns over and goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. What do you do in that situation? I don't you know. have a conversation, and let's say, you know, he says, "Well, I'm tired," or, you know, my libido just isn't now what it once was. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm interested in you. I find you attractive. I'm just not interested in having sex every night, or you know, three times a week. Like once a week is good for me. What do you do in that situation? I don't know. Well, I mean. I honestly don't know. What would, what would you do in that situation? Well, I would have to really give some thought to the word libido. Mm-hmm. And I would actually, I mean, realistically, I would do research. Mm-hmm. I would want to know what's up with this whole libido thing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is it something that you can't change? Is it just a natural thing where 
sex doesn't call you or, you know, you, you may be interested and you would want to, but your body just isn't responding. Right. Does it have anything to do with your attraction towards me? Mm-hmm. Um, or is it a problem with the sex or mm-hmm. is it that you're really tired? So once I got to the bottom of it, mm-hmm. if it was reasonable, then it would be okay. You know, I would just have to adjust my expectations. Right. But if the problem was attraction or chemistry, mm-hmm. then I couldn't be in that relationship. Right. I couldn't be in a relationship where I felt as though the person that I'm with isn't attracted to me or there's a chemistry issue. Right, right, Meaning right. when you're in bed with me, you're not attracted, but if you were in bed with someone else, you would be. Right. So that would say... That has nothing to do with your libido. It has to do with what's going on between you as an individual and me as an individual. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to her, I think that she just really needs to get to the bottom of that. Right. And it shouldn't matter whether how it looks or how that happened. I mean, because myself, it doesn't matter if you got a tampon. It It is what it is. I don't know what you were just trying to say. And how it got to tampons. But can you clarify your, clarify yourself? I don't care what came out of your vagina. I'm still going to eat it and stick my penis okay, in okay, it. Okay, okay, okay. All right. I was, trying to, I was right, trying to do right, it okay. the nice way. I didn't understand what you were saying. But I was you, basically saying that it doesn't matter to me. you had to go that Period, route. don't stop nothing. I eat it regardless. <laughs> right, That's right, what I was right. going to say. So but since you, you want me to go far into it, I'll say what I was going to say. I would say like the other day, just move the string to the side and just go in. What? What? Well, now you embarrass her? You talk, I was trying to say it in a roundabout, but no. Right. Okay. All right, Rashawn. I'm going to bring Logan okay, back in and Rashawn. ask him. <laughs> now, when I'm going away, I'm going overseas, or I'm just chilling at the crib, and I want to trim my, uh, I guess, under my neck and my facial hair. The bevel trimmer is what I use. Now, the bevel trimmer is a GQ award winner and go-to for the best barbers in the game. Used and trusted by the homie Nas. What up, Nas Queens and his barber? Experience four times the battery life versus our competitors, easy gap adjustments, and next-level lineups. If you're looking for a Christmas gift, maybe for dad or your husband or your boyfriend, check out the bevel trimmer. It works well. I use it, and you should check it out. Now, you can get the bevel, the bevel trimmer, shave system, or bevel skin today at Target.com, or you can hit up Amazon or getbevel.com slash Casey. Now, for a limited time, you can get 15% off your next shave shipment with bevel. Head over to getbevel.com slash Casey. Promo will be automatically applied at checkout. Excludes the bevel trimmer. Again, that's getbevel.com slash Casey. Check it out yourself. Let's get to the email of the week, all right? This is a long one, too. This is real long, actually. I don't want to read it, but it seems to be pretty good. Okay, here we go. (sighs) That's a long one. You chose it? I know. My wife lied to me for eight years. Ooh, it started out dramatic. See? (laughs) That's what made me read it. I was like, whoa. Hello, KC crew. First of all, I love the show. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Liar. It's dumb long. This shit is dumb long. When I say dumb long, it's dumb long. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> Wait a I don't want to take up too much of your time. You can call me Larry. My wife is Janae. I'm 37. My wife is 35. When we met in college in 2003, she had just turned 19 and I was 21. The two things that attracted me to her the most was, one, she had beautiful green eyes. And two, she was a virgin. 
which was a big deal since I had lost my virginity 11 months prior. So I was still new to that world. We dated for two and a half years, and then we got married in 2005 and had our first baby in 2006. Fast forward 2011, she sits me down and tells me that she has something to tell me that God wants me to know. She tells me that she wasn't a virgin when I, I met her. I knew it. I was devastated. So then I had to dig into the details and know what happened. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So it was, a difficult, to, it was difficult to process. She actually lost her virginity at 14. She didn't have sex again until she was 18. But when she explained the details of the second guy, it was non-consensual. Oh. She was very naive to, to, uh, to things and took people for their word. So she had just graduated and went on vacation to Cabo in Mexico with her family. They were there for a week. Every day the resort had pool parties and one of the employees whose job was to dance with the guests and make sure everyone has a good time. She said they would dance every day. She would see him in passing each day and they would only exchange would be a simple hello. Mind you, the guy is 26. So on the last night there, she was at the pool party and the guy came up to her and said, do you want to hang out after he gets off? He got off work at he got off work 10 minutes later. So she went outside the resort and waited for him to pick her up. He came. She got in the car. Something told her not to get in the car, but she was telling herself to calm down. So they're driving to his place and she's thinking they're just going to watch TV and hang out. So when they get there, there's no couches to sit on, no TV, just a bed. So now she's scared. They start making out on the bed for about 10 minutes. He pulls her shorts and bikini bottoms off. He sits, he sits on her chest and tries to get her to suck his dick. That's Great. What he put. Awesome. Mm-hmm. She turned her head away. So that frustrated him. And he got off her chest and then quickly got between her legs and tried to penetrate her. That's how I knew he wasn't wearing a condom. She wasn't sure, though. He had trouble getting inside of her because she was really tight. And plus... She was so scared she wasn't even wet down there. So he forced himself inside of her. And I guess he was thrusting fast because she told him to slow down. She said still, oh, she laid still and figured if she let him do something that he wouldn't kill her or harm her. She just wanted to go back to the resort. After about six or seven minutes, she couldn't take the pain anymore. So she said stop. After a couple of minutes, he stopped. So he pulled out, pulled her to the edge of the bed stood her up and bent her over and went back inside of her again. She said she laid still. She was crying and after about seven minutes, she said stop. He was speaking to himself in Spanish, almost like he was zoned out. And he didn't stop this time, so then she began to worry. He kept going for about another five minutes and finally pulled out and asked her what was wrong and she said that she wanted to go home. And this is a lot to, to tell, bro. The whole time, He was stopping and pulling out back and forth, not sure if he was trying to bust so fast or if it was hurting him because she was so dry. But she said they started and stopped. And yes, Envy, I did ask if he had a big dick. She said no. I wasn't thinking that, bro. She said it was small, so that softened the blow. Bro, she got raped. What are you talking about? Anyway. What? What? He offered her to take a shower. He offered food. He offered a drink. He finally took her back. She was gone from the resort for about an hour. Her parents had no idea, and to this day, they still don't know. Gia was that rape. That's what I'm asking you. 
He's asking me. Yes. Gail was that rape. Yes, it was rape, motherfucker. It was absolutely rape. Besides, oh, Madison's calling. Hold on. Maddie, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, baby. I'm, I'm, we're taping the podcast. You need us? Um, I don't know if that's a good idea since it's snow all the ground. Maybe you should wait to the end of the week. Okay, well, they charge me anyway. Alright, so good. Okay, love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye, boo-boo. Bye, bye, pumpkin. So weird. <laughs> your mother. <laughs> bye. Wait, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Your mother, yes. Alright. So, Gia was that rape. Besides the boyfriend her freshman year of high school and that dude in Mexico, she hasn't been with anyone else aside from me. But am I wrong for feeling a type of way about this? I kind of felt like our whole relationship started based on a lie. I was given the opportunity to decide whether or not I wanted us to be together. It most likely would have been a big deal if she had just been honest from the beginning or even a year or two in a relationship, at least before we got married. I would love to get past this and put it behind me. So, Gia, what do you recommend? And Envy, how do you have? How would you have dealt with this? I would appreciate both of your opinions and advice. Sorry for the long email, but I felt that you needed some content and a backstory to explain things. I would love if you explained everything on the podcast, but if not, please email me back. Hmm. Hmm. You want to start or you want me to start? Um, you can start. Since you're the man. Okay. All right. Well. Why What are you, why are you reading? I, I took a lot out. You did? Yeah. Why? Because it was a lot. You want me to read the whole thing? Rashawn. That part right there is enough to discuss because I already want to discuss that part. You want to keep going? Um, can you All right. give us the cliff note version okay, of okay, the rest okay. or are you just going to read it? I'm I'll sitting here it. like, why are you looking all weird and still staring right. at your phone? All right. Because there's a lot. But that right right then and there, that's enough for me to talk about. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. When we first started talking, I asked her on different occasions during the first couple of years to give her the opportunity to come clean. And she stood by her lie. Let's talk about being a virgin because he didn't believe her. Also, her eyes weren't green. She wore contacts. She changed high schools after she broke up with her boyfriend and wanted to take a new identity. So I guess the contact gave her a new look and her new place sort of vibe. I think what hurts the most is that she told me that she was <laughs> never going to tell me, uh, was never what? going to tell me about her virginity. She was going to let me die thinking that I was the only man that she had been with. And that cut me deep. We have three kids together and we've been together for 17 years and married for 14. I love my wife with all my heart. And this is just something that bothers me at the time. Okay, that's it. Now he wants to know. Uh, I would love if you explain. Please talk back. Gia, uh, what do you recommend? MB, how would you deal with this? First of all, bro. I don't shattered because her eyes are actually brown? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, go ahead. First of all, bro. I don't know you, Larry. But I think you're lame. What? I think he's lame. I think he's starting out with Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to tell you why I think he's lame. Now, yes, she lied to you, right? She lied to you very early on in your relationship, but y'all been together 17 years, right? You should know who your wife is and she lied to you and the reason why she lied to you. She told you something that she never told anybody in ever, that she was raped. Not that she had sex with somebody on the side, not that it was a big, you know, 
romantic thing. No, dude raped her. Whether she went there or not, she didn't feel comfortable. Dude raped her. And when she tells you that, you ask, was his dick big? You sound like a mother. That's you sound fucking lame. Bonkers. Now, I understand that you might be upset. Like, damn, she lied to me. But could you could you imagine how hard it is for her to say, hey, um, when I was 18 years old or 17, however old she was, I met a guy at a resort. He took me to his house and raped me, started fucking me and didn't stop. And then bent me over and then do, did it again. And I was scared to say something because I thought he was going to kill me and harm me. And the first thing out of your mind is you're thinking about your own feelings. You got to check yourself, bro. And I understand, hey, well, she lied to you. She had sex twice. That's so minor on what happened to her. Like, I could not imagine my wife telling me, you know, hey, babe, I got raped 17 years ago. Me, I'd be like, word, let's go back to Mexico and try to find that nigga. That's me. That's that's what, what my mentality was. As soon as I heard the thing, I was like, oh, she should press charges. Then I remember, oh, it's in Mexico. I would be at, me, dumbass, would be at the resort, but like, let me know if you see the dude that raped you here. And it'd be 17 years later. I mean, he's probably still working. He ain't Larry, dancing no more in the pool. That's exactly, we would be in Mexico, sitting by the pool, incognito, in beach hats and swimsuits. Word. I'd be like, he looking, like looking around, like, seven, that, was that the guy? 17 years later. Was that later. the guy? He probably don't dance anymore, but he probably clean or he paint at the resort or something, but we'd be looking for him. And even if he was an old man now, yeah. I whoop that old man's ass. That is absolutely you. Like, but, you're but, not saying that. But you can't sit there and blame her and make, like you said, like you victim blaming. And No, it's like, you should check yourself, bro. Like, I could never imagine my wife, my mother, my daughter being raped and, 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 having to go with, deal with them and somebody just disrespecting their body and them trying them. to get away and scared for their life. And then when they come home to that safe place, which you are supposed to be her safe place, you sit there like, how big was his dick? Nah, that's, that's whack. That's unimaginable. That's whack. But the reason why he asked how big the other guy's penis is is because clearly... He didn't look at it as a rape. Right. And you can tell not only by the question, but by the fact that he asks, like, do you guys think that this is rape? Yeah, because she didn't have to tell you. You would, you would have never found out. She told you because it was probably weighing on her every day. And right. she just needed to get some release. And he probably expresses his pride regularly, feeling as though he knew that she is the um he's the only person that she's ever been with sexually so that's clearly something that he was very proud of so you know i don't want to take that part away from him um because we have to look at this from both perspectives no we of, don't no 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 and i'm not, well, hold and I'm on. not this is well this that that was that was you and, and i don't I want to be disrespectful no, no, but no, that's no. how i feel but and i agree with i'm not you. judging you but listen what my i agree with you but whenever you listen to someone tell their side of a story, you have to imagine it from their perspective, from the other person's perspective. You can't just look at it one way. So he's telling the story, and as foul as it sounds, I am trying to see where he's coming from, whether it's a good place, a bad place, whatever. I'm trying to see where that place is. Right. And he said, I think he was 21, she was 19, right? Somewhere like that, yeah. Right. And 
clearly, since they got together, they've been together. Seems like there was no right. breakup. They got married a couple of years or a few years later. Right, right, right. Had a baby right after. So I'm sure that he's very proud because a lot of girls are out here losing their virginity at 14, 15, 16. Correct. So I'm sure that that's something that he held close to his heart. Like, wow, I'm the only person that my wife has ever been with. Right. So I think that when she told him that and the circumstances are horrible, mm-hmm. it shattered him. Right. And even if she had not been raped, she actually lost her virginity when she when she was 14. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that as he's trying to dissect this and make sense of it, he probably took that out and said that to himself. Well, she lost her virginity when she was 14. So whether she was raped or not, like she lied to me. Right. And this whole thing that I had made up in my head and that I was so proud of wasn't true. So you can't take away his hurt and his disappointment for that. Hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Because she lost her virginity when she was 14. Right. Actually. But if somebody's raped, they might not. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. When he dissected it, I'm sure that he took that out. Right. And said, well, even if she hadn't been raped, she lied to me regardless because she had already lost her virginity and I wasn't. The only one. Right. Even if you took that circumstance out of the the scenario altogether. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So he's probably looking at it, whichever way, whether you were raped, whether you weren't raped, you lied to me, you weren't going to tell me the truth either way. Okay. So now with that being said, yes, she was raped. He's He probably thought to himself that, or had to question whether it was rape or not, because in his mind... And this is the mistake that a lot of men make when they look at the topic of rape. And some women and some women that sit on juries make the same mistake. And some women that sit in judgment, whether they're on a jury or not, make the same mistake. Yes, she got into his car willingly. That is not consent. That's consent to hang out. Correct. That's not consent to have sex. Correct. She got there. There was nothing there to facilitate hanging out. There's no couch. Uh-huh. There's no TVs. I'm in a room with a bed. Right. Are we going to sit on this bed and talk? No, we're not going to talk. At 18, she was probably just taken aback by somebody who was probably cute, like liked her, and probably naively, she went back to his place with him and didn't tell the parents or, you know, whatever, snuck out maybe, who knows, whatever. But she got there and realized there was no hanging out. So what happens if you're a woman? You realize that now you're in a sticky situation. Right. And you have to come to terms with the fact that you don't know who the hell you're alone in this room with. Right. So what do you do? You do what you have to do to make sure that you You get get a chance to leave that room. So he starts kissing her. Maybe she rationalized and said to herself, okay, you know, kissing is okay. Right. You know? Maybe if I tell him stop or if I act uninterested, maybe he'll stop. Who knows what she told herself? Right. They started kissing. He took off her clothes. She probably doesn't know how to tell him to stop at that point. Mm -hmm. He sits on her. He tries to put himself in her mouth. She turns her head. He probably gets upset Mm -hmm. at that point. I think that that's how he described it. Maybe that the guy got upset. Right. And then... He spread her legs and then forced himself inside of her. Mm -hmm. At that point, he's probably saying to himself, well, she didn't actually say the word no. And that's where 
it gets technical. Okay. Because according to, I guess the way she told him the story, she didn't say no. Right. Is it rape? You know, when someone wants to be intimate with you. Absolutely. And when someone doesn't want to be intimate with you. Absolutely. If you're kissing them and they're not kissing you back, if there's any force when it comes to spreading their legs, Mm -hmm. if they're not interacting with you in a way Mm -hmm. that tells you that they're into it too, without using the word no, it's still a no. Right. Right. Clearly. The law might say something a little bit differently. Whatever. But for the fact that it got to a point where they were having sex and whether it hurt, whether it was uncomfortable, whether she couldn't take it anymore, she did say no. That's right. what he described in the story. Absolutely. And at that point, this man still did not stop. He continued. He pulled her to the edge of the bed. He turned her over. He entered her that way. Absolutely. That was continuing the rape. Yep. So, Larry, you know. Like, you've been with one girl before your wife, and you've been with your wife, according to your email. Yeah, yeah, uh uh-huh. You know when someone wants to be with you, as opposed to when someone doesn't want to be with you. Mm -hmm. This man knew that she didn't want to be with him. He knew that he took her to a room with one purpose. Mm -hmm. He could tell that she was surprised when she got into that room, and he probably used those circumstances to intimidate her. And then not only did he intimidate her in that way, he physically intimidated her as well. Absolutely. So don't get caught up on the word no or when she chose to use it. He raped her. And that's a scar that a woman carries with her forever. I think that therapy helps, but I don't think that there's any amount of therapy that will ever get you to a point where you forget the hurt that you experienced or that you're able to eliminate the scars that it left behind. Absolutely. Um, And that's probably the reason why. And I don't know if she said that she's never shared it with anybody, but she's definitely not until up until this point shared it with you. And I personally think that, you know, especially when you're young, like I have a friend, right? Mm -hmm. And my friend's a liar. Okay. Which friend? I'm not going to, I'll tell you afterwards. You probably know. My friend's a liar. Okay. Um, but I, I know it sounds crazy, but she is one of the sweetest people that I've ever known. Okay. But she started telling lies about who she was, where she was from, who her parents were, her accomplishments, mm-hmm. things about college and her education, all these things from an early age. And... My point is sometimes when people tell a lie from an early age, mm-hmm. when they're old enough to realize that they were stupid or ignorant for telling those lies, it's uh-huh. too late. Right. And then you have no choice but to keep the lie going. Correct. With my friend, I know that she tells lies. And I know that the subsequent lies are all based on the root lie. Right. But I look at her, I'm like, well, I know, but I also know why you have to continue to tell this lie, it's almost become a part of you because you're lying about your foundations. Right. So every time she lies, I forgive it. And I look at her for all of the good things right. about her. And she doesn't listen to the podcast, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying that to say that this is a lie that she 
started early in the relationship. And I'm right. not even really talking about the rape. I'm more so talking about her other sexual experience. Uh-huh. It started early in the relationship. And every year that went by, it was just a missed opportunity to tell you the truth. And it's because righting a wrong is hard. And especially she knows how much her virginity meant to you. Right. And when she came to you and said, God told me that I had to tell you or God put it on my heart to tell you or however it was that she framed it, it was because of God. She just had to lighten that burden. That should tell you how much you mean to her. Because if she didn't care, if she didn't love you, she wouldn't have to relieve herself of this burden because you would have never known. That's right. And clearly you're not like the thoughtful, compassionate you know, considerate person that she felt that she would tell you and that would be her solace yep. and that you were going to rub her back and make her feel all good about it. So she didn't tell you for the for, for, to receive comfort from you. She told you because she didn't want to lie to you anymore. That's right. So that's something that you have to take into consideration and you really have to give her kudos for telling you the truth eventually, even though it took a long time. Right. So... I know that there's pride that you feel that, well, that you felt that you no longer feel, but come on. Like you're a 30, was he 36 now? Yep. Something like that? 37, I think. 30, whatever. You should be at a point where you should realize that's not that important. What's important is that you have a wife that you said that you love with all your heart. You have three beautiful children. You have a family. And look at everything that you guys have built since that lie was told. That lie don't matter. Whether she was with him, with 10 other guys, it really doesn't matter. You married her. You love her. You have a family. And who cares about whether her eyes are green or brown? There like, you go. Stop it. <laughs> stop, stop it. It seems like, you know, you just have these things that you were checking off. Like, she has green eyes, and she's a virgin. and it, like Nobody's perfect, Like, bro. nobody's perfect, and nobody cares That's about right. those things. So... I think that you need to um, spend a little bit of time talking to her about what happened and her feelings and to help her get over it. Absolutely. And if you're out there and you hear this story, let us know what you think about Larry. Leave Come a, on. Because his name ain't Larry, so it's not like you can get hurt. But I'm just curious to what people think. That's all. I mean, people are going to say bad things because of the whole penis thing. We already know that. So, But that's the reason why. And th- Maybe he'll well, see it and understand. That was kind of my point, though. That's the reason why he wanted to know if he was well endowed or not, because he was looking at it as consensual sex as opposed to rape. Right. Do you understand? So he's looking at homie as like competition. Right. Like, oh, so what you experienced, did you experience something that satisfied you more than me or that felt different than me? That was just Larry being ignorant and not really appreciating the fact that she was raped. Gotcha. So there you have it. All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. And don't forget, hit up the website. The KCCrewRetreat.com. Join us April 30th through Monday, May 4th in Montego Bay, Jamaica. We're going to have a lot of fun podcasts, uh, parties, uh, boat rides, uh, beach Olympics, speed dating, games, fish fry prizes, and more. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have the wine, wine contest. Wine, 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 wine. Okay, Rashawn. Wine, 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 wine. We're going to do all that, all right? So I can't wait to see you guys and meet you guys live on the beach of Jamaica. Jamaica, eh. Jim, what? Stop it. Okay. Just stop it. All right. And don't forget, uh, December 15th, I'm going to be at Jacob Javis. And a lot of you guys asked about uh, when the next seminar is going to be. Well, the next seminar is going to be December 15th in New York, Manhattan, the Jacob Javits Center. We're going to talk about real estate. I'm bringing 
everybody from credit repair, conventional lending, hard money lending, uh, contractors, auction.com. So you can see where we get the deals and all that. So hopefully I see you guys December 15th. And if you want more information, just hit click the link in my bio and you can check it all out. All right. It's time to get up out of here. Yes, I have to go meet my godson. Is he, was he born my, yet? Huh? Not yet. Not born yet, right? No, no. Still in my, my booze belly. Okay. So. All right. I'm going to be in the room. This is going to be my this is going to be the first birth that I witness aside from my own. So okay. well, have fun. I, I've seen five I don't of look them. at Ingrid's vagina differently. Oh, I, I don't think you will. But anyway, it's <laughs> <laughs> time to get up out of here. I'm DJ MV. And I am Gia Casey. And that was another edition of the Casey Crew. Doodles. 